Welcome to Incident Evil, a podcast about emergency management. Broadcasting from the Save Room, the host of this show is a student of emergency management, a correctional officer by trade, and an infantryman in the Army National Guard. Hello, and welcome to Incident Evil. This is my emergency management podcast and my disaster preparedness podcast. I talk about emergencies and disasters, of course, hence the name Incident Evil. Uh, I came up with the name when I was out uh, deployed in Poland, out in East Europe, and I was in the field. And I wanted to use, you know, a, a cool name that sounded dark and spooky. Um, I wanted to use something wicked, but I believe that has been taken um, probably more than once. And so if you've ever read the book or seen Ray Bradbury's uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes, it, it kind of falls along um, the line of uh, disaster preparedness. Uh, so I came up with the name Incident Evil and realized that it, it kind of resembles a uh, popular 90s video game, which actually falls into the whole uh, uh, emergency management thing because it has to do with the pandemic that uh, hits a small town. And so uh, I kind of ran with it. It sounds dark and spooky. And so and that is the name of the podcast, Incident Evil. And so I thought it was fitting for emergency management and especially uh, disaster preparedness, uh, which were uh, was my major uh, in college. And so uh, you may not know this, but the word disaster comes from the Greek and it means bad star. You know, um, that was back in the old days when uh, the force of nature was an act of the gods or, or the stars and made something uh, bad occur, made an evil incident occur. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about um, disasters. Uh, I'm going to talk about NATEC disasters. Uh, NATEC, N-A-T-E-C-H. It is a combination of two words, which is natural and technical. And so a natural disaster that affects something technical is a NATEC disaster. And so a technical disaster, as we know, is a man-made disaster, one of the categories of man-made disasters when something uh, impacts our technology. And one of the biggest examples of that uh, happened at 2.46 in the afternoon on March 11th uh, in Japan. And so on March 11th, 2011, a nine-point magnitude earthquake struck Japan. And so this resulted in a tsunami a 55.88 meter tsunami. That's about 183 feet. That's about six or seven telephone poles stacked on top of each other, or roughly the size of a uh, um, of a tower at an airport. And so you think about that vast size. Now, Japan, they have uh, barriers against tsunamis. They have mitigation that they have set up. Uh, mitigation is a fancy word. That means they have stuff that'll help prevent um, the evil incident from happening, preventing very bad things from happening. Uh, and so the mitigation stuff they had um, were things like trees planted strategically along the shoreline uh, so as to break up the wave. But the tsunami was so huge, so big, that it went past all of their uh, mitigation strategies. It just, it went six miles inland and it went all the way to the uh, Fukushima nuclear reactor, uh, nuclear power plant. and. So what happened there is it knocked out their power, the power that they used to cool the reactors. And not only did it knock out the, 
uh, the, the power plant that would cool the reactors, but it also knocked out the backup generators as well. And so this is um, what is known as the uh, Fukushima triple disaster. So you had two natural disasters. You had the uh, nine-point earthquake, and you had a 183-foot uh, tsunami that occurred. And then you had um, basically what resulted in a partial meltdown of one of the reactors uh, because of the power being knocked out. There's other stuff that happened uh, that be could be considered a disaster that didn't really make the papers, didn't really make the news, um, but it was still um, bad things that happened. It was still evil incidences uh, that happened, as it were. And so in order to try to cool off the nuclear reactors, they started pumping seawater uh, into the reactors to cool it off. Now, this had bad effects, too, because now the seawater is contaminated, and the seawater went back out to the sea, and it was... Uh, uh, infecting all of the islands in the surrounding areas, making those islands uninhabitable. So that is yet another disaster that occurred because of the original triple disaster. Uh, another disaster that happened shortly after that was all the refugees that were uh, leaving the community and having to go to nearby towns. And so this uh, sudden flood of people coming into the towns using all the resources, hospitals, and, and uh, um, having to feed them, house them, and all of those things. Uh, were their own mini disasters that occurred surrounding this. So the the uh, Fukushima triple disaster was a lot bigger, a, a lot more huge than you would think. Um, another uh, example of a NATEC disaster, a natural technical disaster, would be what happened in Texas when um, Texas froze over and all the windmills froze. And so when we know as a result of that, they lost their power. When a power grid goes out, that is huge. It, it goes beyond just sitting in the dark at home. Um, it means that individuals, um, communities, cannot heat their homes or cool their homes, depending on um, when the very bad thing happened, what the season was. Uh, but it goes beyond that as well, because not having power means not having communication. That means emergency services are impacted and will have difficulty responding to anything that happens. It means hospitals will go down, and so they won't have the capabilities to treat people um, that are impacted by the first disaster that happened in the first place, and uh, so on and so forth. It, it affects everything, uh, the infrastructure, the, um, the emergency response capabilities, the hospitals, everything. So uh, that can be huge. That's why one of the important things is to be uh, prepared at home, have a little bit of home uh, preparedness, something sensible. I'm not talking about preparing for the zombie apocalypse and having crossbows and swords and all of that good stuff. I'm talking about sensible stuff uh, like water, making sure you have enough to last three, four days, um, and uh, some kind of food, candles, batteries, sensible stuff. And there's whole kits you can buy out there, but it's better if you just do it piecemeal, uh, little by little, kind of uh, build up your stock. I know we all have limited space, so it's kind of hard to um, have total preparedness. But, you know, just a few items here and there that can sustain uh, you and uh, your family for uh, several days. Beyond that is also what you keep in your car. Uh, what, what's in the trick of your car? Do you have a little bit of extra water, maybe a little bit of extra food? You never know when you're stuck on the side of the road or you're stuck in traffic or, you know, when you're stuck in traffic, you're not actually stuck in traffic, right? 
you are traffic at that point. Your car is stuck in the middle with all of the rest of them. And so how do you sustain yourself if that is prolonged? Or maybe you're stranded at work and the trestles closed, the, the bridges closed, the roads are closed, everything's frozen over, um, or some kind of natural event uh, occurred that uh, prevents you from leaving where you work. Now what do you have to sustain you? And it doesn't have to be very long, uh, but it's something that can, you know, change of clothes, um, warm weather gear, a little extra food, water, um, first aid, little things like that. As I think about the direction on how this podcast is going to go incident evil, which is just basically it's a, it's a hobby of mine. I'm not trying to make money profit from it or anything. I'm just, I'm just doing this uh, just for fun. It's um, for my own entertainment and, and maybe I can help others too. Uh, who knows? Um, but as I think of the direction um, and I think about uh, examples and storm songs and stuff like that, uh, I don't know if I'm going to do that, if it's sustainable, if I can keep doing storm songs, I don't know. But this storm song is one of my favorites. It uh, comes from the uh, video game called Zelda put out by Nintendo. And this was from the Nintendo 64 song. of. Mm -hmm. 